My name is Chantal. And I'm Meg. Whether you're tuning in from your bed, a walk on the treadmill, or your commute to work, we are so happy you're here. If you're back listening to us from our previous episodes, or if it's your first time tuning into Mind to Muscle, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay! We made it to episode four! And oh my gosh, it's been a long time to get here. Yeah, it has. <laughs> but we have a very special guest today, the one and only Sydney Wallace. Oh, I always want to introduce you as Sydney Marcoux, That's but okay. she's a recently married woman, so she's got a new this last name. Um, and then briefly, before we let Sid tell us a bit about herself. So Sid is my soon-to-be sister-in-law. And like very soon-to-be because... We will touch on it another day, but I got engaged. Yes! Oh, I just like to cut you off, Meg. I'm like, Meg, can you just shut up so I can scream into this <laughs> mic and say hello? Just in case anyone didn't know, Meg is engaged! Yeah, I got so engaged exciting. last weekend. And Sid was a part of it. Like, Sid oh. is a very, very, very big part of my life. And Chantal's a very big part of my life, too. So the two of you guys felt like you already knew each other before mm-hmm. we got here. Oh, absolutely. We yeah. said that earlier on in the week. I was like, how have I not met you in person? I know. When I feel like I already know you so well. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's just so funny I that know. you like see so much and hear so much mm-hmm. and then actually getting to meet in person is so nice. So yeah. nice. And you said to Sid um, that was something about like her voice sounds so nice, yeah, right? Because I was I'm like, like wait, listening. you guys have never heard each other talk before. <laughs> I well, you, you hear us talk all the time. But. Sid comes in and I'm listening to her talk and I'm like, you have a beautiful voice. <laughs> I know her, but I haven't heard her. So weird. But Sid has a very adult job, so she speaks very confidently. She's a very professional woman, like presents professional. She's a fun as hell woman. (laughs) So yeah, Sid is my soon-to-be sister-in-law, and she was one of the first people that, well, first of all, you've been a supporter of the podcast since literally we launched it. Yeah, you've been like so incredible since the beginning, and Sid wears many hats, but one of the hats that she wears that we thought would be very valuable to this is she works as a social worker. And a few episodes into what we were talking about, Chantal and I always mention how there is science behind the way that we think. We just don't understand the science. We just don't have anything to back it up. But But Sid gets this science. She's a social worker and she was like, you know what? I feel like I could come on and I could could show people what the science behind this is. Mm -hmm. So she was such a great guest for us to bring on and it's been a long time coming because she was one of the first people to say that like yeah. she's got some shit to tell us and we're finally here so Sid yeah. welcome Thank welcome you. Sid I'm so excited for this conversation I feel like it will be so beneficial for so many people mm-hmm. yeah and just like a different perspective sure. and a different outlook and different experiences like we're just so happy to have you yeah mm-hmm. I'm excited I'm anxious I'm yeah. I'm hoping I can deliver what it is that oh I told God, you, you I will. would, but yeah, uh, you thank totally you so will. much for having me, and this is fun. This is fun. Tell us a bit about you before right. we dive into it. All right. Uh, so I, I'm Sid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meg's uh, nailed it. I work as a social worker, so I'm a social worker by training. Um, my full-time job is actually, though, in um, victim support, so I'm the clinical director of our local victim service organization here in the region, um, where we support anybody who's been a victim of crime or tragic circumstance, all the way from homicide down to uh, lower-level theft, but and everything in between. Um, but you know, in addition to that, I do I do have a private practice where I um, provide psychotherapy services uh, through an 
online business. Uh, it's called Shift Collab for those who are not familiar with it, but um, it's... Look for Sid. Yeah. <laughs> My caseload is so full. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's... Uh, I've been doing that now almost three years, which is really wow, exciting. Wow, good for you. Yeah, so a couple of hours a week where uh, I'm not frontline facing in my in my full-time job so it was a way to stay connected to um to doing that like really authentic mm-hmm. work um so I'm yeah I'm do you find to- that side of your work more of like a passion for sure yeah I mean yeah like again I think stepping into more of like a director role and and doing organizational development has been super beneficial to my career path um but you miss that you miss that like connection Mm -hmm. that you build with families and individuals and um getting to do that uh in a way that I enjoy is is really great yeah that's awesome good for you I get the voice thing right now. Like listening to you through my headphones, I'm like, Stop. oh my god, it has I, such I just a need her to talk. Voice. I'll go to sleep to it. I'm like, perfect. I'm like, keep <laughs> going. It sounds night. so good. <laughs> you should do some like ASMR instead for, of this. Is it? This is exactly. That's all I need for my bedtime routine. <laughs> um, okay, so social work is your passion, like you're saying. So how did you like? What made you want to get into that? What was like going to school like that, or going mm. to school for that? Like, yeah. To be honest. I don't think I knew what a social worker did until I stepped into an internship program <laughs> through my undergrad. But my mom's worked in healthcare for uh, 35 plus years. Um, she told me she thinks I would be good at it. So I applied out of high school. Okay. Um, so really not a great story there. But again, just kind of coming into my own and, and recognizing there's so much work in this field has been really fun to kind of discover where I want to dedicate my time and my passion. So my heart was definitely in healthcare for a number of years. So I've been an ICU social worker. I did medicine. Um, but transitioning into a completely different field, like working with like law enforcement, has been has been incredible and so much to be learned. Um, but, you know, I, I did a bachelor's in social work and, and from there realized uh, I needed a master's degree to pursue the opportunities that I wanted completed my master's and then I did a post-grad in family mediation law so wow oh God, that is so much school like <laughs> that's that incredible is like, kudos yeah. to no. you truly it's <laughs> amazing I'm just glad it's behind me <laughs> yeah yeah holy smokes mm-hmm. that's so much schooling um but that's incredible because you ended up where you are now yeah and like it brought you so many other opportunities like working as a director for victim yeah. services like yeah. what a wild like transition to go from because you went from working at a hospital yep to, to this and that was like knowing the right people right like Absolutely. somebody knew you and they yeah. knew you were good at your job and they're yeah. like you could do this yeah networking is so important for so sure. important yeah um I remember when I was in high school I like what you mentioned about like not knowing what social work was like until you actually stepped yeah. into an internship I remember when I was in high school I feel like so many girls too want to get into that like it mm-hmm. seems like like a good thing to get into yeah. mm-hmm. and I wanted to get into it when I was in high school but then I had this realization because I was very like anxious like Mm -hmm. on and off depressed in high school and I was like I don't know if I can uh listen to other people's problems and also (laughs) deal with my own yeah so like how do you do that how do you how do you listen to people and like listen to what they're going through and like not let it overlap or like seep into yeah like how do you find that disconnection how do you do that I think time Mm -hmm. um and a lot of self-care um you know actually I had a one of my like mentors way back um, kind of give me the best piece of advice that I've ever been given and I've certainly stuck to it where um, allowing yourself to have that debrief time so as an mm. example like so she said to me um, you know her commute 
in and out of work was 30 minutes. She would allow herself for those 30 minutes in the car to think about the day that had just happened. But the moment she got into her driveway, it was, you know, I'm a wife, a mom. I have, you know, a Mm -hmm. a completely different world outside of my job and I'm not my job. Um, I, and now as, as being a director and, and overseeing a staff team, I tell them all the time, like, trust your clinical judgment. You've done what you can do in the hours that are allotted to you in a day. You wouldn't be in the field if, if that isn't what you were confident in, in your skill set. And it's okay to, to sort of leave work at work. And you, you can't be the best social worker, the best support system to somebody else if you're not the best version of you. And we so can't true. Be. And yeah. that goes for everything and anything, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're not the best version of yourself, you're not going to deliver that as a mom or as a wife Absolutely. or as a friend in yeah. any circumstance. So that's yeah. that's really good. I yeah. feel like you've really channeled that too lately. Like oh, with- gosh like forcing yourself to make decisions that are going to make you happy because you know like if you're happy you're going to be a better mom oh absolutely Mm -hmm. I've seen it firsthand for myself like if I'm going through it and you know then when you're my boys are noticing that I'm Mm -hmm. off and it's like okay no I need Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. check in on myself and make Mm -hmm. sure that I am showing up as the best version of myself for me like you hear a lot of people saying like I've heard so many people say it's selfish to, and we've touched on this so much, Meg, but it's selfish to take care of myself because I have kids or I have um, a husband at home or whatever the case may be. But I'm, I so disagree with that. I'm like, you do need to take care of yourself mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. for everything around you to Absolutely. be okay. You need to yeah. take care of yourself. Oh yeah, first. you're gonna be so like you're gonna be a million times better in every other avenue of your life if you mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Yeah, self care is not selfish. Like no, that my needs goodness. to be priority. Some of your favorite self-care things. I was just going to say, now that we brought that up, tell us. Okay. Um, Well, (laughs) this is a workout podcast. (laughs) Um, But it's a big part of of my um, self-care routine is dedicating that time to fitness. Um, I do it a little differently than Chantel and Meg. Um, Oh my gosh, tell us. Not at the gym every day at 5 a.m. certainly, (laughs) but um, I, I really enjoy class. Uh, mm. led uh, fitness and it keeps me on track keeps me routined um so I go to a hot uh, yoga studio that Ooh. offers yeah yoga but also fitness um I would say four or five times a week and pretty consistent with that yeah and you know whether it's a 45 minute yoga class or an hour-long boxing class I really just enjoy my time there it's really just a place to disconnect yeah. you can't mm-hmm. if you're sweating and you're tired you're not thinking about no. what you're doing when you're getting home or no. what the day you know led you to to be here so it's really just a, a nice opportunity for me to disconnect and, and really focus on that um I love that so much. Yeah. I've I've really been wanting to try hot yoga. I don't know what's I'll stopping take you. me. Yeah, let's go. So we've touched so much in the in past episodes about like finding the movement you love and what Sid's mm-hmm. talking about, like the work, it, the the movement that she does. I've gone and I've done this with her before. <laughs> it's not just like hot yoga. They do so many different types of classes. They do like boxing classes. Mm-hmm. They do bar classes. They're mm-hmm. all within this hot yoga studio. And oh my god, like I have to give you like so much. <laughs> I don't know, like, again, kudos for doing that because for me, mm-hmm. that is so not a movement I love. Like, is being it? in there, it's like a next level sweat. Yeah. Like, I it's have no idea how you get through that. It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not great for someone who likes to spray tan like I do, but... <laughs> yeah, that's probably half the reason that it's yeah. not my favorite. <laughs> um, but again, it's just more like the idea of... I've done the F45s. Mm-hmm. I've done CrossFit. Like, I really enjoy a community. I enjoy... Um, somebody else 
tell me what to do. Yeah. 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 And it's holding you accountable. To, yeah. Yes. yes. Boom. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's right, ladies. Accountability. Yeah. Accountability. It is, though. And it's sometimes like the gym is not for everyone. And we try to say that a lot because a lot of people get really caught up with Instagram and like social media mm-hmm. and like seeing all these these women or men or whatever the case may be in the gym yeah and like they think they have to go to the gym and it's like not at all actually like i've said it before and i'll say it again even walking walking is so underrated and it's so good for you and go walk in nature go like i don't know yeah you get me i do absolutely Mm -hmm. just dedicate that time so that's certainly what i do for my self-care and I walk my dogs. And I'm sure like getting that good sweat out <laughs> oh, releases good. anything that you're kind of holding on to a little bit from yeah, work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I enjoy it and it's been, it's That's been good. so great. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Thanks. Probably, probably sweat more than I ever have in my life with the oh. amount that you go there. Honestly. Four to five times a week. That's so impressive. Yeah. Do you have to wash your hair every day? Heck no, Hairstylist in me. Right? No, the no. The only reason I'm asking this is because... Mm-mm. I have a client who's a runner mm-hmm. and she used to come in and ask me all the time, like, how do you go to the gym every day and not wash your hair? I'm like, oh, I only wash my hair once a week, like a dry shampoo, blow dry yeah. that sweat in, whatever. But then I started running Oh yeah, sweat. and it's like a whole other level yeah. sweat. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah. I, I get what she's saying. Yeah. And I felt so bad for like, not you know yeah. taking her seriously i'm like i don't know oh, i just yeah. blow dry it in what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about so for you you just what well i i yeah i do just, definitely oh. sweat um it's more a matter of just like okay where am i going today yeah do I need okay to that's wash fair. my hair yeah. yeah right like can i do a slick back bun what can we do here absolutely yeah absolutely i'm like an every third okay that's good third day yeah. hair washer yeah. do you feel like you're because i feel like we talked about this like a couple months ago you're asking me like how i could sweat and not wash my hair that yeah. much. do you feel like your hair is being trained because mine had to yeah absolutely definitely was at one mm-hmm. point like an everyday and just like i have thinner hair too yeah. right so yeah. it doesn't like hold style as well as somebody with thicker hair but um you know at the end of the day where am who i going who has time for that though I do to not. wash your hair every I day uh-uh no no that's actually my nightmare with how much hair i have in my head like that would be the worst thing ever but i feel like i don't know i saw i bring up tiktok way too much i spent too much time on that app but i saw a girl she had like the most beautiful long blonde hair and one of her tips to growing her hair that long she was like i don't know what it is but start sweating like if you oh. start yeah it's because it's because she's producing natural oils oh yeah. so this was actually a thing yeah like if I you're thought... sweating your oils and oil on your scalp is what's going to help your hair grow well then what the heck is going on here Chantal why is my hair still <laughs> you so guys short? are missing a reason to move your body it's to get nice hair okay right? it's a fact I was waiting for that Meg I thought you were gonna say this girl came on and said she washes her hair every day and that's how and I'm like I'm ready yeah, I'm so no ready way. to like fight this back but no that makes total sense oh my god okay yeah. I didn't know if she was just like I don't know like once I started working out my hair it looked nice or if like it was a legit thing and it is a legit thing yeah like it, it makes sense over time and not immediately when you start sweating your hair is gonna look you're gorgeous. waking up Rapunzel the next no, day no absolutely not but like natural oils are actually so beneficial for your scalp and healthy scalp healthy healthy hair right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. happy wife happy life you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <there> <laughs> anyways <laughs> not at all <laughs> um okay let's get into the meat and potatoes so oh, okay. said it's time to pick your brain uh, um tell us about how what we're talking about mm-hmm. links to science okay. and i know you've mentioned cbt yeah yeah so this is how i think this all came to be i was listening to i think the end of season one and i was like meg everything you're saying like makes sense and she's like tell me more um but essentially i, I certainly 
identified a link between like manifesting or law of attraction that you've talked about before and evidence-based like psychosocial um approaches to therapy so Mm -hmm. uh meg's right like cbt which is cognitive behavioral therapy um and manifestation have certainly a lot of overlap and i was like i think i can i can break this down maybe for some of the listeners who are because i think it can be tricky i think you've you've touched on it before where like people are like what are you talking about Mm -hmm. and this doesn't make much sense so i was like i think i can break this down maybe in a really simple way that can make sense for a lot of our or your listeners, our listeners. Our now. <laughs> Ours now. <laughs> um, but so for those who aren't familiar with CBT, it's uh, essentially just very simply put is the connection between the way that your thoughts and uh, your thoughts affects your feelings, which your feelings then affect your behaviors and then in turn an outcome. Um, and when I think about manifestation as a whole a lot of it is just the way that you think right mm-hmm. and the way that you view the world um and it's the same in, in, in cognitive behavioral therapy so um i'd love to give like a small example if that would love be that. helpful please do mm-hmm. i'll try and tie it back to the gym <laughs> so to break it down for the listeners um it's as simple as uh, identifying um an event that you have a natural thought uh, response to. So for example, if somebody is like maybe newer to the gym, maybe just starting out in their, in their journey towards like their physical health, um, a, a cue or a trigger that, that may happen an event in their life might be like, Oh my goodness, I have a personal training session tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and their automatic thought to that might be, God, I've been going for so long. I'm not seeing any results. This is I'm wasting my time. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's the automatic response to the fact that they know they have to go to the gym. Uh, Our thoughts then, of course, affect how we feel. So that thought carries into being irritable when you show up to the gym, being frustrated, maybe even even a little bit resentful over why am I spending my time here? Why am I spending my money here? Like Mm -hmm. I'm not getting what I wanted out of this which in turn, feelings then affect behavior. So you're not going to have a killer workout when you're showing up irritable and Mm -hmm. frustrated from the get-go, right? And you may have that really crummy workout that we've all experienced where we're like, oh my God, like, what's the point? Why am I here, (laughs) right? And exactly that. So you have not your best workout, which then feeds into that thought that you had at the beginning you're you're believing that thought because you're like okay nothing like I, I didn't do myself any mm, good by, by it's just being like trickling here. all down absolutely and then mm-hmm. that actually continues into the rest of your day so then not only did you maybe not have the best workout that you were hoping for but then you're going to go home and you're going to continue on that negative uh self uh you know internal dialogue journey that you've been on all day where you're like okay screw it it's a shit workout I'm gonna order pizza mm-hmm. I'm gonna drink a bottle of wine and doesn't matter anyways I'm not getting the results I want right a simple change would be to identify that immediate thought that you had when you realized you had to go to the gym with that oh my god why am I doing this to you know what it's a new day I'm here uh, or I know that this is important regardless if I'm not seeing results uh, you know immediately I, I, I know there's benefit whether that's for your mental health or your physical health I'm going to go into this and I'm going to give it what I can then your feelings, you know, maybe you're optimistic, maybe you're encouraged, maybe you're like, there's some like fire under you to be yeah. like, I want this to be good. Mm-hmm. You're going to go into the gym, you're maybe going to have a better workout than you would have if you had that, uh, you know, automatic negative thoughts that mm-hmm. you would have had in that original situation. And then you come home, you're like, oh, I had a great workout. This, this felt good. I'm not going to order that, box, mm-hmm. you know, that pizza. I'm not going to drink a bottle of wine. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to continue. Yeah. This vibration uh, exactly, of like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So 
long story short, like that is manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but you have to do the work. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, this is such a cool kind of like overlap. I love this so much. Mm-hmm. And just having like a different perspective on it is so important. Because Meg and I are very... Well, we were saying like we are just so happy to like believe without knowing the science. And not everybody is like that, right? Of we're course. just so happy to wake up and be like, nope, you know what? Today is going to be a good day. <laughs> but like some people don't think like that. Some yeah. people need to understand. So you were briefly telling us before like what the cycle is. Yeah. So what is, repeat that again. Sorry. The- yeah. So you have a cue or a trigger mm-hmm. is how we would identify it. It's like an event, something mm-hmm. that has happened, which automatically uh, follows with a thought, right? Like we're talking to ourselves in our heads 24 seven. And, um, that was, you know, tr- you know, we tried to turn it off, but it's, it's not possible. Without so. even knowing it, right? Like Absolutely. a lot of, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Like it, it, you think about when you're driving, right? And mm-hmm. you're not talking to anybody, but your, your mind is going, yeah. right? So uh, it's that thought that, that automatically happens. We used to call it negative uh, thoughts usually in therapy, but we've switched our language around to say automatic thoughts, okay. um, where we have, you know, uh, usually negative <laughs> thought about something and then that in turn causes a feeling right like thoughts feelings mm-hmm. which then in turn is behavior and then outcome would be the sort of cycle of that so trigger thought feeling behavior outcome and is this what you practice with every one of your clients yeah um or is there like different methods to like everybody sure. needs something different or everyone can really like reroute their life with cbt yeah really good question in especially in psychotherapy and in social work, um, it, it's CBT is the most commonly used because of its evidence-based practice. So this mm-hmm. is, um, and, and it's not a one size fits all. Absolutely not. Like we have to meet our clients where they're at and kind of meet them with what we feel might be most helpful. So I don't only practice from, from this perspective. I try to ensure that my clients are getting what they need out mm-hmm. of it. So whether that's, you know, strength space or narrative talk therapy, like there's a big mix. Um, but what I love about CBT is that you can apply to so many different um, concerns, right? So it's used with an example of, of you know, I, just trying to live a happy, healthier life. You can apply it there, but you can also apply it to addictions work. You can apply it to anxiety, depression. Uh, if you have concerns around eating disorders, like there's so many places that this um, this really quite simple, like, uh, I'm making a triangle with my hand. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the image I have of, of the practice, but, um, it's a really like very basic way to sort of address a number of, of mental health concerns. Um, and you had told us about briefly before we started mm-hmm. recording the example of like an eating disorder sure. and how somebody with an eating disorder could use this. Yeah to reframe their mind and Chantal and I were both just like wow like very it, like, very interesting it's mm-hmm. like hearing the gym example was um it, it definitely puts it into perspective and it's so much more like real life and maybe mm-hmm. can relate to more people mm-hmm. but I feel like even if you don't have an eating disorder hearing the way you broke this down really made it like so understandable yeah. how you would use this method to shift sure. your thoughts sure yeah and, and again this is just a small example but it really can be used in in so many ways but um okay so uh, go back to the example I told you earlier, but um, somebody with an eating disorder uh, comes into talk therapy, for example, um, and they share with their therapist that um, you know they're not having a good day, that they've put on jeans that they feel are far too tight, and so that would be the trigger, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the cue they put on pants that they don't feel good in. Um, the automatic thought was, "I can't eat today. Mm-hmm. I'm fat. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot." 
you know, stand sort of to, to look at, at the way that I'm presenting to the world right now, um, which obviously leads to that feeling of, um, you know, really not good about themselves, mm-hmm. really hard on themselves. Um, and then the behavior would be that they wouldn't eat, right? And then they're, right. they're you know, um, not giving the body the nutrients that, that it requires. So um, a way to like break this down further, which we do a lot in CPT practice is what we call thought mapping. So identifying again, the cue or the trigger was to putting on a pair of pants that they weren't comfortable in, um, identifying the thought that was very negative around, you know, the thought could be my stomach is hanging over my pants, therefore I'm fat, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the thought. What we want to do instead of going straight to focusing on that emotion is we want to break down that thought. Why Why do we feel the way that we feel, right? And uh, we try to, to actually disprove why you have a negative response or a negative thought. So the example I was chatting to you both about earlier was um, a therapist may ask, okay, tell me why you believe that thought or how much do you believe that thought to be true that you're fat and somebody may say 100 percent, 90 percent I believe that to be very true tell me why what what facts and again we don't want to use our emotional side of our of our brain we want to think factual yep. what are facts that you have to support that you're fat and that you can't eat today mm-hmm. right limited Nothing, yeah. right but okay give me facts to disprove that okay sure well you know, I'm in therapy or I'm, I'm reaching out for support for an eating disorder. Um, my physician has told me that I'm actually severely underweight. Okay, mm-hmm. great. That's a fact to disprove that mm-hmm. you're overweight. My friends and family tell me all the time that, you know, they'd love to see me nourishing myself and, and, fe- and, and you know, giving my body what it is that it needs. That would be a fact to say, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not overweight. Mm-hmm. Just, you know maybe you are bloated because you know it's your time of the month yeah. and you're a woman and that happens and your jeans fit a little tighter maybe you put them in the dryer for god's sake right and they fit a little tighter like there's so many ways mm-hmm. to disprove that thought and then all we really want to get out of that is okay you have your facts and you have your thoughts your fact list is typically extremely you know, much longer than the thoughts that you're having now how much do you believe that thought to be true and even if we've reduced that by five percent ten percent you're you're so much further ahead in that healing journey than you were when you had that automatic thought but you really want to be able to break it down but as you can see like it, it takes time and it takes yeah, practice. I absolutely love that though like and I feel like you can use that in many so scenarios many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but again it is practice and you have to like have a little bit of guidance in order to exactly to navigate that right yeah yeah absolutely well that was another one of my questions is can people practice this on their own? Like, mm-hmm. do you need the guidance of, if if you're hearing about CBT for the first mm-hmm. time and you didn't know about this beforehand, because Chantel and I, a lot of the time, talk about on the podcast how beneficial therapy has been for Chantel, but that mm-hmm. is, even for myself, an option that isn't within my budget. Right. And, like, I'm fortunate enough that, like, I've been able to find a healthy mindset through other things, mm-hmm. but for people that are stuck and they don't, have it within their budget to Mm -hmm. go to therapy are you able to do this on your own and like how would you even start yeah it's a really good question um I would say if you have the means to like even an initial session to have Mm -hmm. somebody sort of walk you through the process because again me explaining it here is is not doing it justice to to Mm -hmm. what a a therapist could provide um during a session however yeah I, I think it's as simple as I being able to train your 
uh, conscious mind to pay attention to your subconscious thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if you can do that by being mindful and questioning, like we are always, you know, learning about ourselves, but questioning why we're thinking the way that we're thinking is as simple as that. And being able to reframe those thoughts. Like if you identify your, your thinking negatively and you're like, okay, wait, hold up. Where is this coming from? Let me break this down. Kind of like how I just did with the eating disorders example. Let me reframe that. Let me just switch that thought. It can be super, super simple. It sounds like a lot of it is building that self-awareness too around it. Like you saying like, oh, hold on. I just had that negative thought. Mm -hmm. Um, Where did that come from? That is so much Mm self-awareness, which is also taught, which I know is a lot being like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a taught, it's taught, Mm -hmm. it's taught. But once you realize, like, I think, I think everyone has the ability to sit there and be like, this is a negative thought. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. So once you take that control over that thought and be like, okay, how do I break this down? Where is this coming from? Yeah. So beneficial. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think also there's so much literature, like YouTube incredible oh my god you see like a youtube video (laughs) never okay no this is not true i was gonna say you never have to go to school ever again with youtube but like you could not not for real not for real but like i mean you could learn how to fix your car engine off of youtube like it's so true yeah Yeah. i also have a great book that i've like suggested to oh we love please recommend any book i wish i had the author handy but i don't but it's called untraining your anxious mind oh Oh, i love the sound of it already right now i'm texting it to myself it's so good (laughs) untraining Um, your anxious mind yeah so as a even as a therapist i've taken so much out of that because it breaks it down to such a simple way of understanding really absolutely and there's like um even like some great like uh, thought-provoking activities that uh, again like if, if therapy's not within sort of your your means then absolutely I would recommend like taking a peek uh, on YouTube mm-hmm. searching sort of uh, you know some coping mechanisms or or even simple CBT um, thought mapping uh, activities and, and you can certainly do it without uh, guided you know, support. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, if it is, I think it, it, it is. So oh, please beneficial. just do yeah. it. Please yeah. just do it. It's, and yeah. I so feel much... like even one session is what? possible for yeah. most people. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and like it, you have to consider it an investment. Like this mm-hmm. is not like mm-hmm. $150 or $175, whatever one session yeah. is. That's not just like money that you're, come on, like you would go and spend that on dinner or a night out at the Easily. bar. Like Easily. just skip one weekend yeah. and like get yourself a therapy session. Yeah. I mean, I could tell myself that. I mean, I'm not going out every weekend, but like I haven't sat down and um, spent that money. But it's also like overwhelming for a lot of people because I know I got very, very lucky in the therapy world. Like Mm -hmm. I was at a really low point and found a therapist out of a whim who was fully booked, but then all of a sudden was like, oop, I have an opening. And she was very nurturing. That's what I needed at that time. Like she really like picked me up from the ground and like helped me. Mm -hmm like remind myself of who I am and that I am worthy and that I am this and I am that. And now I've transitioned to another therapist mm-hmm. and it just kind of all has been handed to me. Like I'm very fortunate. Like I haven't gone through a phase where I'm like, Ooh, I'm not connecting with her yeah, or, yeah. and I know that can be very overwhelming. Like I've had oh, yeah. some people reach out to me and they're like, how did you find it? I'm like, I, w- I was clearly meant to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I clearly yeah. needed the help. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so glad but, that you bring this up because it's actually something I say to any of my new clients on like that initial assessment or assessment um is shopping for a therapist is like shopping for a car mm-hmm. and you're not necessarily going to find and then they give up right a lot of people give up right. if it's not if you don't vibe yes. with them they're like nope not therapy's not for me right which i have to break down that barrier because 
we know in therapy that therapeutic bond that a therapist has or a patient or client has with their therapist is almost as valuable as the knowledge and experience that your therapist actually brings right Mm -hmm. so you need that like connection and that feeling of understanding yeah and do you feel that on your end as a therapist too like Mm. like if you mm-hmm. don't connect with the client the patient what yeah do you, what do you refer them to yeah patient, clients client? okay, yeah. Client. Like clients. If you, yeah yeah if you don't connect with them yeah. yeah it may be hard for you to bring the best of your ability for to sure. the table right yeah for sure mm-hmm. um I mean obviously human beings connect differently right all the time and I think obviously having a job to provide or a service to provide um you can kind of make work for it especially yeah. if you're an experienced therapist you can certainly switch sure. up your uh your practice to suit the needs of of who's coming but I, I also have therapy friends who will turn business away and say you know what like I believe that this is a, you know beneficial to you but I, I just don't think that I'm the appropriate person to provide it and I've certainly done that with uh, uh, maybe concerns people are bringing that I'm not super comfortable mm-hmm. with, that I don't have a ton of Which experience. Which is incredible. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> yeah, right. Because, yeah. again, it, it is expensive and mm-hmm. it is, um, it can, that initial session can make or break whether or not somebody wants to continue actively pursuing therapy. So mm-hmm. being really transparent is certainly where I practice from. And if, yeah. it's, I'm, if I don't feel like I'm a great fit, then... I'll let you know. Yeah, that's really good. And that's really important. And what would your advice be to someone who has tried it a few times and they can't find that connection? Mm-hmm. Like, do you just keep trying? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, a lot of, I mean, great question, but a lot of organizations or um, companies have switched to 15 minute meet and greets that are. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That are um, obviously no charge, right? That's or incredible. maybe yeah. like very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can tell in the first 15 minutes totally whether or you not can. you're going to click with somebody. Um, so I would, I would say like if you have an opportunity to, and I get it, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You, you want to have the best outcome and, and it's vulnerable to even you know book that initial it session is, right yeah. so but keep tr- I promise you there will be somebody out there mm. and um I have clients who have had many therapists in the past who are like and like you said gentle like it, it's time and place right like maybe right. the best person for you in that moment is is not who you would have wanted three or four years ago right yeah that's so true yeah and yeah, it's life changing. So <laughs> everybody sign up. I will preach it for the rest of my life. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I think this like uh, also like finding a therapist and then also CBT like links back to discipline and consistency as well, mm-hmm. which we talk about so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like CBT is not something you can just like think about and then it's all of a sudden like, whoop, I'm happy. My mind is all good. Like yeah. you have to recognize that there is work needed and you have to have that underlying why and that underlying like desire to want to change and want to be better to like put yourself through that. That makes it sound really aggressive. That's not, it's not aggressive, but like you have to do work to like really reframe your mind and train it that way. Right. Oh, absolutely. I hear clients say often actually, um, you know, almost this guilt around like maybe why they're accessing therapy. So, you know, oh, well, I know like my concern maybe isn't, you know, life-changing. Maybe it's not a death. Maybe it's not grief. Maybe it's like not they a they almost major... don't think it's mm-hmm. up to par to see a therapist. Yes. Oh. oh, yeah. All the time I hear that. And um, I try to like definitely remove that, that barrier. Like you're on your own journey. If you, mm. I see clients 
literally for productivity at work, mm-hmm. all the way to grief and loss, to major life transitions, to illness. I love that you're touching on this, Sid, yeah. because I think that's so important for so people important. to realize that like, you don't have to be going through the most traumatic time no. of your life to seek out. It's actually... <laughs> like it, from my opinion anyways like a proactive way of like maintaining wellness like mm-hmm. in, you're never fully well unless your mental health is well mm-hmm. um and for a lot of my clients too who maybe have had on my caseload for a really long time um sometimes years is um maintenance therapy right like yeah. and it doesn't need to be weekly and i would encourage weekly or bi-weekly when you're really going through it and you mm-hmm. really do need that support um but monthly or or you know bi-monthly to say you know, I'm checking in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and your therapist is that third party person in your life who is non-judgmental, has no stake in the game and really can just offer you the undivided attention and support that you need. And an hour, my goodness, like self-care, you need it. (laughs) That is huge self-care. So much in an hour. Like, yeah. Oh, an hour is not enough for me. (laughs) I it goes very fast. I sit down with my therapist and I'm seeing her on a weekly basis right now, which is a lot. And I sit down, I get right to it. I'm like, okay, buckle up. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we need three hours together, not yeah. an hour. And it's so true. Like it goes by so quickly. Yeah. I listened to a podcast of a gentleman that was explaining pretty much training your mind. So everything that we're talking about here. And he was talking about how we all know and understand that to be healthy, we need to train our body. Like mm. we need to go to the gym and we need to work out our body and do all these things, but nobody recognizes yeah. because you can't see it yeah. that you have to work out your mind too. Yeah. Like you have to train your mind. It's just as important for your wellness Absolutely. as going to the gym and training your body. You need to put in that effort to train mm-hmm. your mind too. Mm-hmm. My like personal belief is that your, your mind is more important to train than your body. And like, obviously that's not... <laughs> A lot of it comes that's, through body training too, though. It's like course, linked. Yeah, of yeah, course. And that's overlap. just that's just for me. Like that's just my personal. Like if my mind isn't well, I I can't move my body properly. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do anything else. Like if my mind's not well, I can't. Nothing else follows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, that's just me personally. Yeah. So, which which I'm thankful for in a way because it forces me on crappy days to get my mind straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because it's so easy to fall down that slope, right? Of like, oh, poor yeah. me, poor me, or like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I say to my clients too, like, I have this like exercise that I share constantly. It always comes up. But um, I think we, we are really hard on ourselves when things, when we're not feeling good. We're like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it's a cycle, right? Like, if we stay in like low mood or low thoughts, then that just will continue until mm-hmm. we can find interruption. But um, is a really simple, and I, I'm going to link this back to what you're saying, I promise. But the idea around like a good day versus a bad day and our expectations for good days versus bad days, I think we need to allow that bad days will happen or mm-hmm. days that we don't feel 100%. Um, but accountability and structure can be so, so helpful mm-hmm. in maintaining wellness. Um, so I encourage everyone to have a good day to-do list versus a bad day to-do list and okay i love that i I was like go ahead (laughs) (laughs) i love this yeah so on a good day if we're feeling really well and things are on our side and we can get a million and one things done i say optimize on your momentum like that's great um but human beings also really love to feel accomplished i don't know if if any Mm -hmm. relate to that but we love to either cross things off or check things off our list like you hear people say that all the time so when we're in that like low mood or, or harder day times, 
um, having kind of like a preset, like on my bad days or on my hard days, here's a list of five things that I'm going to do. Hmm. Super simple. Maybe it's, I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to get up out of bed. I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to drink three glasses of water because we know that that's important. Like these are like very, very simple Mm -hmm. sort of, and again, I'm not talking about like acute depression where things are very difficult. I'm talking like things are just not going my way and I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent today. Um, and maybe your good day to do list has like 15 things on it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to go grocery shopping. I'm going to, you know, get ahead on on work that I want to do. And your bad day to-do list does not have to look like that. It can be so simple, but just the motion of being like, I did what I set myself up to do today. And I think when you're in that like low state too, for me anyways, if I even see some small checklist getting checked off, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Like I'm doing okay. Maybe they're not like immaculate grand things, but there's still something that I'm checking off. Exactly. Yeah. And that will make you feel really good. And that helps like spark that you're not going to bed with that guilt of like, Mm -hmm. think about it. You, you're having a hard day. You, you feel like you've accomplished nothing. You go to bed with that guilt feeling Mm -hmm. of like, ugh, like I really did. What a waste. Right. Yeah. And you feed into that and that continues. Right. So being able to like interject and be like, nope, like here's a few small things. And maybe you need your bad day to-do list for five consecutive days. That's okay. It's funny you say that about you may need it for five, five days because I have gone into a therapy session one time so confidently saying to her, when I have a bad day, I give myself one. I give myself one really bad day and I allow myself to have one bad day and the next day that's it, it's over. She let me keep going, she let me keep going. Then she's like, I need to just stop you for a minute, pause. Why do you give yourself one day? Right. She's like, you're going through a lot right now. Why are you giving yourself one bad day? That's Mm -hmm. not a lot. Mm -mm. She's like, have five. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have five bad days. But like, still show up, but like, have those bad days. And I was like, man, we're so hard on ourselves. Like, we really are. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm sure the amount of bad days that are turned around by just like crossing things Mm -hmm. off that list, Mm -hmm. though. Like, if you wake up and you're feeling like shit, but you get out of bed and you make your bed. Like that is already like like, putting yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure. Of course there's going to be days that like remain bad regardless of like what you cross off your to-do list. But I bet like just having that small list helps so much. And even just like turning around the mood that you have for that day. Yeah. And I want to like highlight, like I'm not talking like again, that some, you know, maybe a a terrible loss or Mm -hmm. a major life event where this is going to be your solution. I'm suggesting that you know, we're Just going a bad we're, day we're, and we're going into the winter. The yes. days are short. We have no sunlight. Like we will feel, we will feel the effects of that. And yeah. that's Just something like, really important to touch on. I feel yeah, like, because I changes. think everybody struggles with that. Mm-hmm. I know I do for sure. Meg, you too. And I'm it's already like, feeling the effects of it. We were talking about, yeah. how are you? Are you tired today? Well, how Absolutely. are you feeling? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh we yeah. We're exhausted. <laughs> both took a nap. Like I never take a nap in the middle of the day. And it was just like, I don't know something about today yeah. Yeah. on my lunch. <laughs> but it's also getting dark at 4 PM. Right. So it's yeah. so hard. Yeah. And like, would you suggest doing something like that too for this time of year? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, there's no simple fix, right? Like mm-hmm. I think we know at least a majority of people in our lives who really struggle as we go into the winter, but yeah, uh, like yeah. structure, yes. like <laughs> people thrive in structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can like have a few small things that, you know, make you feel like you can go to bed at night and be like, okay, I did something today. Mm-hmm. I feel okay today. 
um, I would I would recommend it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. For sure. Right. I benefit so much by truly writing it down and crossing it off. Like oh, that is too. such a serotonin boost for me. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever my work to, at the beginning of every workday, write a list. I don't I don't care that it's on the computer in front of me. Like I write it out with my hands and I have a different colored pen that I use to cross those feels things good. off. Yeah. Because it feels so damn good. It does yeah. feel so good. I had to start doing that not even intentionally just because if you know me, I am a scatter brain i lose things all the time yeah. all the time i yeah. probably i have no idea where like my keys are right now like it's <laughs> i live a very hot mess life sometimes most times um if and i noticed like i was slipping in little things like i started mixing my boys lunches up yeah. and i'm like okay i really need to like have this written down for me because it's like when i'm at work mm-hmm. i'm very disconnected from mm-hmm anything else because I'm so busy at work and I'm in other people's conversations in their lives and I'm like in a fairy tale world like world like yeah oh my life doesn't exist I'm in, in yours that's so. kind of so fun it's so <laughs> great but I've also realized it's a really bad coping yeah mm. it's yeah. very yeah. it's and I've noticed not good yeah. not good no, Meg, it, it, it is I enjoy it because it's a good way to disconnect but it's unhealthy right right <laughs> it's very it, unhealthy, it serves but. a purpose mm-hmm. right for, mm-hmm. for what you need it yeah. to but yeah that, that's so good that that's your job. Like you don't you don't have a bad day and dread going to work. No, never. It's like at least I, I can have, go like work is so therapeutic to me. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Very. there is like a, a joke that like going to your hairstylist yeah. is going to therapy. Yeah, and it oh, is. Yeah. It is. You I literally just sometimes... posted something on your story today of somebody saying yeah. a new client you had just thinking. Oh, no, so she, cute. She literally like. <laughs> Oh, I've been thinking of her every day, and the Aww. fact that she emailed me because I was going to reach out to her to just be like. I, I recommended my therapist <laughs> because I was like, you need Diane. Like yeah. Diane would help you so much. But um, I've been thinking of her so much and she's been weighing on me. And then she sent me that sweet message. Yeah. And yeah, I swear I feel like I'm a therapist half the time. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just that, that listening, right? Like I always say too in my practice, like sometimes people just want to feel heard. Mm-hmm. Yes. They mm-hmm. just need a dedicated space to get out what, it is and to that somebody they want that to. like will listen. Yeah. Well, you even go to ther- like you are a social worker and yeah. you go to therapy yeah, yourself, and absolutely. it's just so somebody can hear you. Like yeah. you know how to internalize all these thoughts, but yeah. you were saying See? like it's just nice that to shows hear you how healthy. Yeah. yeah. Every good therapist has a therapist. Yeah. That's a running sort of line in our yeah. practice or in my field. But um, yeah, like again, I don't. I look at us, you know, an hour every other week that's for me just mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. about me just talk ab- about whatever you want <laughs> exactly yeah and I, I give myself the same grace that I would hope that my clients feel that I don't need to be going through a major life transition in order to access these services sometimes work is stressful sometimes mm-hmm. home oh, life gosh, is stressful yeah. sometimes I just want to talk about you know even like events that are going on from the news right okay that was so insanely beneficial I feel like I could sit here and talk about this for another two hours. Like I know, I was to like, have me sh- back. should we do a part two? Oh, yeah, <laughs> happily. I'm literally yes. sitting here listening to you talk, and I'm like, would it be weird to have Sid on again? Like, I just want to do all. this all over again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not next week. Like, we will we will space it out. But yeah, I feel like you have mm-hmm. so much insight and like so much that you could share. I feel like we're just scraping the surface. Today. Oh my, yeah. yeah. Like I felt like this amount of time would be enough time to go over everything, but I seriously feel like we just started talking mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, but. Before we let you go, Sid, what is one thing that you want anybody listening to take from this? Yeah. If they could, just one thing. That your mind is powerful. Mm. That being able to be in tune and have insight into your thoughts and where those thoughts stem from 
is a power, mm -hmm. right? Like being able to identify that and you have the control to be able to um, think differently and uh, interrupt those automatic or negative uh, thoughts that just happen to surface in our brains all day, every day. Um, but we can, we can help ourselves by just tapping into that and reframing very simple negativity to something a little bit more positive. I love that Amazing. so much. Your mind is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's like the most powerful tool you have, truly. And you have full control over it, which yeah. is really cool to think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So if you can... What's the word I'm looking for? Hone in on it. Yeah, like really it. just that it's something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> self-awareness. Yeah, self-awareness um, is huge. Yeah. But Sid, thank you so much. And to just, wow, I'm like going to be like, hold on, thank you so much. But um, what's really interesting and cool is Meg and Sid are obviously sister-in-laws, but I've never met Sid in person before. That's so, actually crazy, yeah. Wait, did we already say that? I think yeah, we did. Yeah, but why? Yeah. Way at the beginning, voice, 50 but minutes still, ago. It, it's just, it's great to like sit down, pick your brain a little bit, mm -hmm see your side of things and your perspective because again Meg and I can come on here every other week and like talk about how we, we don't need the everything. science to believe yeah. it like yeah. we're just happy to like yeah <laughs> and it's, it's hard to understand for a lot of people so thank you so much right. we appreciate you this oh was I'm huge. so glad to be here this was so beneficial is there anything that you want to anywhere you want people to find you anything you want to share oh goodness I mean I'm always open if people are, are in need of support and, and maybe this podcast has you know made a connection to anyone who feels that I'd be a good fit like I'm more than happy to um to see and, and support um so you can find me on collab.ca I think it is and uh we'll search confirm my it. profile we'll put it, yeah. there <laughs> um and super simple to book an appointment so. amazing yeah. thank you so thank much you. awesome and then if you guys wanted to find us if you don't already follow us on Instagram you can find us at my to muscle podcast on Instagram reach out and say hello we love talking to you guys. We love hearing what you think. And thank you so much for being here. Thanks, and congratulate guys. Meg on her engagement. Yes, hello. Whoa. So exciting. <laughs> we'll see each other so much more now. Oh, I can't we wait. We have this a wedding to plan. I know. This is perfect. <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here as always. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Said you're the freaking best. So thank you so much for doing this with us. And we'll uh, catch you all in a few weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.